Here we are for another edition of Zav Chat. We so enjoyed Raf Wong a week ago, and today, a Joe Watson, former great bomber, and of course, old Zav. And uh, Job is going to join us, but uh, sadly today without uh, our principal, Mr. William Doherty. Bill is a little on the unwell side, and he didn't want a sick coach and a sick footy star and a sick school captain coming for this weekend. But a couple of the questions we'll ask have been framed by Bill. So, Nick, why don't you introduce your coach and our very special guest? Thank you, Hills. Yes, we are very lucky today. We do have Joe Watson in the house. Um, so, Joe, welcome to Zav Chat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so, I guess we'll start from the start. You are an old Zav, so can you sort of tell us a bit about your experience um, as a Xavier student? Yeah, it's uh, 20 years ago uh, since I, I left the school in, in 02 or just over and uh, I was a Costco boy, so I started uh, in year five at Costco, um, grew up in Sandy and um, went through uh, to year eight there and then um, got on the uh, the Sandringham line, went into Richmond Station and then back out to Glenferry and then walked up Glenferry Road for four years and uh, it was a, a really wonderful experience. I had a, a big uh, group of, of kids who did that same trip um, and uh, and so that felt like a a, a long a, a lot of fun that that journey. Um, and my time at, at the school, I mean, I loved. I was you know sport mad, so uh, I had plenty of opportunities um, you know to participate in all the sports that I loved, and um, and also. Uh, the other, um, the academic side of it probably wasn't my strong suit, but uh, I certainly enjoyed. Um, I had some great teachers and um, some some people who I, I kept in contact with after I left the school because of the the relationships that I'd formed. And um, you know, I have such wonderful memories of my time here at the school. Yeah, absolutely. And you sort of mentioned that uh, your, your sports mad. Can you sort of tell um, everyone a bit about how sort of footy came onto your radar and then? how like you went from like got into the first at Xavier and then how you sort of trans, uh, not transformed, but um, ended up getting into the AFL system from sort of being a first footballer and into like the talent leagues and all that. Yeah, I uh, we had a kid um, in our class from year five called Luke Ball. So Luke played at um, at St Kilda and was a premiership player at Collingwood, and and he was the the standout player in the, in the um, almost the nation for his year group. So um, I always had someone uh, there who was you know better than me, and and um, it was someone who I looked up to. And um, as we got older and older and older, um, you know, Luke continued to improve, but he also um, you know was a, a good fr- a close friend, and so it was it was wonderful to have someone who was, um, you know, better than you that you could strive to try and emulate and, and try to, um, you know, improve your game and and um, and get better. And I always found that uh, if I can just continually improved, um, then that was uh, the foundation of, um, you know, how my career sort of started to, to progress. Um, and, you know, being part of um, the representation sides, you know, in uh, year six at, at school and year five, uh, under 15s, under 16s, and then um, played in the first in year, as a year 11, uh, again in year 12. And then back then, um, 
because I was part of the father-son rule, I got um, told middle of the year that I was um, going to be drafted by Essendon, uh, much to my parents' dismay as my uh, uh, focus on studies started to drift uh, once that was uh, announced. And uh, but I uh, and so I knew I didn't have to go through that whole draft process, which was um, you know fortuitous for me. Um, but uh, it meant that um, I guess I was. Uh, you know, still focused on, on school, but I had uh, that next pathway um, that was already defined once, um, you know, I was sort of in my year 12 year. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Job, uh, the reason you're sort of here is because you, you've come back to Xavier this year. You're the coach of um, the first 18. Um, and so can you sort of tell us a bit about, you know, why you came back and um, how you're finding the role? Yeah, I... I uh, it, Probably coaching wasn't something that I really thought uh, a lot about. You know, I um, had moved on from from the game, but when the opportunity came and and the school sort of uh, offered the the role to me, um, it really sparked an interest. Um, and I'm really pleased that I uh, took the took the job on. And um, I've come back with an old um, Zaverian as well, Matthew, Matthew O'Hanlon, who was um, heavily involved in the old Zavs as a coach um, after he finished school, and who was also at Essendon in, in the uh, football department there. And Matt and I had been walked into Costco in year five together, so we'd lived together, we'd known each other for um, you know 20 28 years, so we'd been really close friends. And um, and I wanted to to come back to the school um, with someone who. I had a relationship like that so that we could um, impart our wisdom on um, what the school meant to us, what our time at the school was like, but also how um, the bond that you can form uh, as a student, how it can last a lifetime. Um, and that's sort of something that I've seen over and over again as as I've left the school and, and gone on to uh, adulthood is the relationships that are formed here are ones that um, can stay with you. And and that was really important for me to be able to convey that to the students um, and the guys that we were um, going to be uh, responsible for coaching um, was how strong that bond is and, and how important that is to be able to establish those bonds and and the um and how uh, uh how wonderful they are for your next phase of life um and so coming back to the to the school in a, in a coaching role um has reminded me about what the the game meant to me when i was sort of 16 17 and 18 uh and it's been really rewarding to see that um and the enthusiasm that yourself and and the rest of the students show for the game and that pure joy for the game is something that you can lose um when it becomes a job for you and uh and my um my time in the game um had a, a lot of ups and downs but uh it's been wonderful to be reminded of uh, what the game is for a 16-year-old um, and and it's just that pure love for the game and that enjoyment for it and and that's sort of something that has been really um, – it's been really rewarding to be part of and, and I'm really thankful that uh, I've been able to be shown that by the, the kids that I'm uh, coaching. So one from Bill, uh, Job. I've got a couple myself, but Bill was really keen to explore – your view around teams and and what makes a great team, whether it's in employment or sport or wherever. Uh, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it, for me, it's 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 culture that is the most important thing with teamwork. And uh, Nick, we we spoke about last night about um, a brand 
um, and an identifiable brand. Um, and the, the group is starting to show an identifiable brand to me when I'm watching the, the team play. Um, and that's being built off the establishment of a, an identity and a culture and, and what um, the group wants to stand for. Um, and so when you can identify um, things that are important to a collective, um, then you can start to measure those um, and hold yourselves accountable to that. And that's team building for me is w once um, it becomes more about um, we than me, um, that's, that's the first um, step to be able to establishing a, a successful environment. Um, but you have to start at the bottom. And so um, what, we've, what we've done um, through this whole process is um, we, we've really started and stripped it back to, okay, what does the group want to stand for? Um, and if we establish that, then we can build upon that. Um, but we felt like it was important to build something that would be sustainable from the ground up, um, and that is a, um, a culture that is going to lead to an identifiable brand, and we're starting to see that. Yeah, certainly showing uh, I went down to Geelong and watched uh, last week and th there was a lot of that, not uh, me but we, uh, about the, uh, the the win that you had. So let's explore a little bit about your trip over to America. You, you've now got three kids. Yep. So talk us through that. Did you have any kids at that stage? You'd had the wobbly time with uh, the drugs and all that. Must have been a memory not loving looking back on. So tell us about America. Was that a... Was that a refresh? Well, I guess it would. You would say it was a successful trip because I, I, I left with no kids and no relationship, and came back with <laughs> with a relationship and now three kids. So, <laughs> in one aspect of life, it was very successful. But um, look, I, I think that I, I look back on um, uh, my time in the game, and particularly the that period when I when I left the country and, and went over there, and and I look back on it really thankfully. Um, because it, it, it made me who I am, you know, and it, it, it has given me, um, it's established, um, you know, some great learnings and teachings that I've had about life and myself. Um, and I don't think you should ever shy away of difficult periods in your life um, because that's generally where you get most um, growth. And that's certainly how I found it. And, and the experience that I took from my, um, my difficult period was that I, I learned a huge amount about myself um, I took myself out of a, a comfort zone um, and I grew accordingly. And so um, I'm incredibly thankful for the, the periods that I had because it, it, it led me to the position that I am in now. And I don't know that I, and I, I certainly wouldn't be the, the, the person that I am or in the situation that I am had I not had um, those periods of, uh, of challenges. Great answer. And uh, I'll just remind everyone that this is ZavChat. Please follow us on Spotify. We're minus the uh, great man, Mr. Uh, William Doherty, today. He was so looking forward to this chat and uh, his text to me this morning saying, oh, I just don't think it's the right thing to come in. I could almost see it through gritted teeth. But he did uh, walk across the corridor when he'd uh, chatted to you and you'd said, yes, I'd like to do this. And yes. uh, he was completely overjoyed. He was so thrilled uh, to have you on board. But yes, we'll keep going. And uh, Job Watson, for those who aren't aware, our special guest today. Back to you, Nick. Um, so yeah, Job, obviously um, you're the captain of Essendon Football Club. Um, so how do you sort of find that stage being, you know, captain of an AFL club and um, how is that experience? Yeah, leadership is tough um, and I found it difficult uh, and, and the res responsibility of leadership is, is a challenge. Um, but uh, I, I really did enjoy 
the, the that challenge of leadership. Um, and I found that uh, I would um, – I found that uh, leadership didn't it, not that it came naturally to me, but it, I felt comfortable in it. I felt comfortable in that role of responsibility, um, and I just wish I knew now what I uh, what I know now. I wish I could take back with me, uh, you know, as a uh, a twenty four year old leading the the group. But you know that that wisdom comes after uh, is a is true. Is you learn so much in in any position. Um, but you don't sort of necessarily know what you've uh, what you don't know. Um, but looking back on my role in as a leader, I, I think that the the, f- the fundamental thing that I thought was important was that um, I had to the people that I was leading. Um, if they respected me, then they would trust me, and uh, they um, would would listen to what I said. And 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 I felt like I created an environment where. Um, I had the respect and, and the trust of the people uh, that I was leading, um, and that that was critical to being able to to navigate both good and bad times. Um, and I certainly felt like uh, the people that I led, um, you know, were uh, were thankful for the relationship that we formed. Um, and even when it was when it was difficult, we we stuck together, um, and that was uh, you know really important for me. My observation would be uh, after a, a few months that Nick, in his role as school captain, has certainly quite quickly built that respect, and uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty obvious. Well-being is a topic that is often discussed and very important in the culture of Xavier College. Father Chris, Bill, a lot of the senior teaching staff really are focusing on well-being, and we're just looking. In the footy world at the moment with uh, Damien Hardwick leaving Richmond and there's other examples, well-being for you in terms of your life now and how you see it in terms of relative importance? I think um, for me, well-being is about uh, having uh, great mentors um, because I think that when what well-being, you know, it's a bit um, it's very individualized what it looks like to each individual and, and each individual person. But when you can be surrounded or you have people that you can communicate with or you can get advice from or you can give advice to, then I think it, it creates that dialogue where you start to communicate and, and communication. Um, I think when people feel isolated, um, that's when well-being starts to deteriorate um, and it's often when you have you know great mentors or, or great people you can communicate with, then you, you start to to share experiences, and those shared experiences um, tend to not be so daunting when when you're able to establish a, a relationship where you can um, connect with someone else and, and not feel like you ha- you are alone. Um, and for me, isolation is um, sort of the uh, the negative of of well-being, you know, um, and so I, I feel like uh, the importance of of mentors and communication is is something that I would focus on if I was trying to tackle well-being. It's interesting, Nick, as an answer because we've heard at a few of the voluntary masses this year that very same theme for boys who might have had a period of, uh, you know, really tough times. Yeah, very much so. I think learning on your mates and learning on those that sort of mean most to you, that was a really interesting answer because I'd never heard well-being sort of get 
the question about well-being sort of get answered by like looking to your mentors, uh, specifically usually it's sort of about yourself and trying to get better yourself, but by reaching out to others um, and uh, sort of using other people, that sort of certainly helps. So well, it was, it was really interesting. It just flagged with me. Um, there was a, uh, I think it was, it was a prayer that I, I often remembered being spoken about at, at the school about um, the footprints in the sand, mm. and and it's often that when when you're feeling most alone, you feel like everyone's a let, you know abandoned you. But it's it's often if you're able to connect with someone else, then they can sometimes be the one that are carrying you. Um, and I think that that's probably where people start to feel really isolated is when they can't reach out to someone else. So what we do now, Job, is we go around the grounds and Nick is going to give us just a little update on what's happening at our great college. Over to you, school captain. Thank you, Heels. Uh, we got some very exciting news last night. Harry Shillington, a Year 12 student, uh, he found out he made the Australian under-18 uh, soccer team. Fantastic. So he's off to Portugal in June um, and that's, you know, massive congratulations, Shillo. Um, very well deserved. Um, the house cross country, that's been happening over the past sort of week and a half. So we had the online component last week which is where uh, everyone gets involved and can submit, submit a run for their house and earn points. And then we had the actual running race uh, on uh, Monday and Tuesday. And uh, we still don't know who won. We find out at assembly today, but um, the, year the year level winners were Brady from year nine, Josh from year 10, Ben from year 11 and Josh from year 12. So well done to those boys and everyone that participated. It was a great event. Um, we did have another installment of Borders vs Day Boys basketball last Friday. There is still a bit of conjecture as to who actually won. There was a buzzer beater by Noah LaFrance, but whether it was before or after the buzzer, no one knows just yet. So Was it filmed, Nikki? Was it there, wasn't you filmed. You can't go back to the tape? We no, can't. No. So um, it's going to be a debate and whoever wins the debate probably wins um, the argument there. Yeah. Uh, we also had a Richie House Mass last week. So all the House Masses are um, still happening and Richie's was last week, which was great. Um, and the year threes, they went on an expedition to the Yarra River. We had... Um, Mr. Collison a few weeks ago and he spoke about sort of the expeditions and getting out to the, you know, the local environment around here in Q and the year threes did that um, this week. So good on them. And a number of the Burke Hall boys away at the Murray River this week and the Eildon. So uh, it's, a, it's a busy time at both campuses. I normally finish off with a question. I haven't got uh, Bill alongside me today, but uh, I'll make it a relatively uh, simple one. But I want you to give me, if you could right now have something in front of you that is the meal that you dream of, the meal that you would just take to heaven with you. I'll kick it off because I've had time to think about it. I'm going to go with my wife Bernadette's spag bol. I know it's a very boring answer, but she makes the most unbelievable, spicy, magnificent spaghetti bolognese. So that's for me. Who wants to go first, Job or Nick? Um, I can take it off. I'd probably go for a burger uh, from a, a burger place in New York, which I can still picture um, taking. And then the best beer I ever had, I'd, I'd wash it down. The best beer I ever had was at uh, La Esquina in uh, New York City as well. Um, so those would be my two. Looks like happy memories of New York, <laughs> Job. And Nick, what about you? Uh, well, given it's 8am in the morning right now, I'd probably just go for a a nice bagel with a bit of uh, smashed avo, a bit of goat's cheese, and maybe some bacon and eggs on the side. I reckon Ooh, that'll go down nicely. Magnificent. Job, good luck. A big game on Saturday. Caulfield looks strong, and uh, it'll be uh, a great test on the road, Joval. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it, really excited about the game. So uh, we can't wait. And great to have you back as part of Xavier College, and thanks for joining us on Zav Chat. No problem. Thanks for having great. me. great. And Nick, uh, another wonderful uh, 15 minutes. Hope you've enjoyed it, folks. Please follow us on Spotify. And that's it for another Zav Chat. <laughs>